It was just a few weeks ago as my daughter was getting ready for bed that she turned and looked at me with a gaze that only an almost three-year-old can manage. Mm -hmm. And she said with the utmost seriousness, Daddy, I am a princess. Well, what could you say to that, right? But of course. Yes, dear. <laughs> because, of course, at some level it's true, right? That's cute in an almost three-year-old. But then as I was reflecting on it, what if she said something like that and she were 20? Might be different, right? It might be different. What are the things that we say about ourselves to others, and why do we say them? It's a curiosity, to some degree, to us in today's reading, that Jesus asks his followers, who do you say that I am? It's a very American instinct, I think, to say, well, it doesn't matter so much what we think. What do you think, Jesus? That's what we want to know. But actually, it does matter what they think about you. Matthew has already disclosed who Jesus is, beginning with the baptism in the River Jordan. God has spoken. Jesus' anointed nature has already been revealed by none other than the living God. Why is it that Jesus is so curious to hear what his followers think? Does he want to test them? It's an easy conclusion to reach. Or is there something else being disclosed here that we might miss at first glance? I'm reminded a little bit of that scene in Monty Python's The Holy Grail, where King Arthur is out in the hinterlands and runs across a couple of unruly peasants. And finally, in exasperation, he says, I am your king. And one of them responds, you're not my king. I didn't vote for you. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? That's it. What we say about ourselves has, across the ages, sometimes been used as material to oppress others. And oftentimes, in human society, the way we get our identity across is through violence. This is who I am. I have authority. Give it to me. But you see, that's not how Jesus behaves at all, even with those who know him most intimately and personally. It's not just a test of faith. He wants to know what his followers say about him. Because what he says about himself really doesn't amount to a hill of beans if nobody believes it and nobody takes it seriously. And even more astonishingly, he is disclosing to us something about God and how God relates to us in our everyday lives. 
God does not often open the sky and come down with lightning and thunder. Sometimes we wish he would. But God waits for us to reach out, to identify God as the center of our lives. Because without our willingness to say that God is at the center, God cannot act in our midst. That is the freedom we have been given. That is the humility of the divine presence at work in our midst. It's actually quite remarkable, the more I think about it, God waits for us to let God in. Jesus waits for his followers to identify him as the Son of God, the Christ, the Messiah. What's also rather amusing in this passage is that Peter, for once, gets it right. Wait five minutes, he'll get it wrong again. Just read further on in the chapter and you'll see what I mean. But this time Peter gets it right. And because of that, Matthew takes this story and shows us as a Christian community what our primary calling is. We call ourselves Christian because we say what Peter said. We talk about Jesus as the Messiah, as the Christos, as the ancient church would say two things about Jesus. Christ is risen and Jesus is Lord. The only reason Christ is at the center of our lives is because we say so. That is the freedom we have been given. And that is the humility of God at work in our midst. And it is that same humility into which each of us is called when it comes to our own calling. It matters less what we say about ourselves, much more what others say about us. That's hard for us, but it's important. Because as Paul tells us in his writing today, we each have unique gifts in community. And the only way we can see those is in relationship with community. The only way we can discover those is to listen to what other people see in us. Then we find our true selves, our true calling. And we are dancing with the humility that is God's. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorNV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-N-V for Mill Valley, dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.